If you have a cell phone, you heard this yesterday. Now that, of course, is the uh, province's Amber Alert system, and that alert went out over all devices. It went uh, over television as well. You saw scrolls, the whole thing. And you likely by this point you are up to speed on the situation and what happened, the alleged deduction of this five-year-old girl who we are now no longer naming because... Well, because of privacy reasons, obviously. Obviously, her picture and her name was out yesterday, but we are no longer uh, disseminating that information. But there are questions about the Amber Alert system today. And I want to run you through what happened in terms of timeline. York Regional Police were called to the public school in Markham Tuesday afternoon around 2 p.m. Then at 4.05 Police put out a tweet on the service's corporate account, that's York Regional Police, advising of a child abduction. The officer shared photos of the girl and her father, brief description. At 4.43, Global News received an email from the Ontario Association of Broadcasters saying that an amber alert was, quote, in effect. Eighteen minutes later, The official Amber Alert Twitter account shared those details. It wasn't, however, until 5.18 that the Amber Alert notification was received on cell phones and we heard the sound that you had just heard. Now, keep in mind, it's at 4.05 that police originally put out a tweet to say that there is an abduction. It is 5.18 when the alert goes off on the phones. To get a better perspective on the process and what happened here, I am pleased to welcome Sergeant Carol Dion from the OPP Provincial Media Relations Coordinator. Thank you, Sergeant, for being with us. You're welcome. Tell us about the process and about the timeline that I just outlined. Does that seem, in your estimation, to be too long of a delay between an announcement of an abduction and the alerts going off on phones? Um, well, what I can tell you about um, the, some of the timelines from yesterday, uh, I am aware that York um, posted their information on social media, and um, the early stage of an investigation is critical, and that needs to be done, and with using whatever resources we have to do that, um, when a child's uh, life is in danger or believed to be in danger, it's, cru- it's crucial that we do that um, immediately. Um, we received the information from York uh, requesting an Amber Alert um, shortly before 5. Um, by the time everything, all the guidelines and criteria, checks and balances that needed to be met for the Amber Alert. And that includes um, believing that a child under 18 has been abducted. A law enforcement agency, which is York in this case, believes the child is in danger. And then we need information, the description of the child, the abductor, the description of the vehicle to be able to do that broadcast. So that was disseminated through Amber Alert um, as soon as all those three steps were verified, um, which was around 5 o'clock. But according to Global News, and this, uh, the, the timeline I'm uh, outlining for you is from our uh, Global News reporter, Nick Westall, who detailed, we watched this very closely in the newsroom yesterday. Yep. So it, it is 4.05 that York Regional Police put out this tweet, but you're saying it's not until closer, much closer to 5 o'clock that the OPP receive a request for an Amber Alert? 
we received uh, requests about before the guidelines are met, before um, the communications between the police organization and the OPP. So there needs to be the information disseminated, forms to be completed, um, the descriptors, as I mentioned, child abductor vehicle, sure. all that finalized, then that is put on. Um, <clears throat> But, but, Sergeant, I guess I'm, what I'm asking is I understand that there are steps must be taken on the OPP's end when the request comes in, but what is, I, I think there's a lot of people wondering, well, A, why do we have this delay from 405? And, I mean, if we say that at 405, York Regional Police have enough information to believe that there is a child abduction to be able to put out suspect descriptions and clothing descriptions, and it's not until 518 that our phones go off, does that seem reasonable? What I could tell you is that um, between four and five, that information would be with York Regional. What steps were there taken, and and um, even not even before four o'clock, right? Um, <clears throat> and then putting the the their information out on social media before Amber Alert was activated. Um, that's part of their investigation. That is very critical information to, to be put out there. Um, and that's where I believe people have a perception that there was a delay with the Amber Alert. The Amber Alert was issued as soon as everything was completed between York and ours. There was no delay in that process. Uh, all right. Um, well, I understand what, so what you're saying then is, is that there is, if there is a situation where there is a delay, it is on the part of York Regional Police and their investigation because that's once you have, well, no, what no, you were saying is, is saying. that, <laughs> what you're saying is, is that by the time they contacted you, you acted as quickly as possible to get it out there. But, but this, this delay between 4.05 and 5 o'clock when you're contacted, that's, mm-hmm. that's for them to answer. Is that correct? But there's there's two roles in here, and that's between York and OPP. But in between the this happening, investigation continues, and investigative steps continues, and resources are utilized. That's what I am saying. Um, and as soon as it was sent out by broadcast at five o'clock, and people received it either at five fifteen or five thirty, <clears throat> however way that they received it through television, satellite, or cell phone. Um, uh, you know, the Amber Alert was done, and it was efficient. Uh, the little girl was um, apprehended shortly thereafter. So the social media, the Amber Alert worked. Absolutely, and I, I think that's important to, to point out. Obviously, this is a, a happy ending, uh, and uh, the report from York Regional Police was is that the person who called in to say, I see them, had seen those descriptions and seen those photos uh, because they had been broadcast on the media because of the Amber Alert. And I think that is important to say. I, I think there, there's one other question that we must then ask. And and that is the suspect in this has been released without charges. He has spoken to the media and said that this was a situation of ill will on the, uh, on the part of another partner and that he did indeed have access. And so I guess I don't want you to comment on the case because obviously you can't mm-hmm. do that. No. But I... What is it, where is, are the checks and balances in the Amber Alert system to be able to stop a situation where we have a custody battle between two parents? Because Lord knows that happens a lot. And one parent takes the child and the other one says, well, no, they don't have rights. And now we have an Amber Alert. Mm-hmm. 
Well, as I mentioned, our guidelines for issuing Amber Alert, step one is that an agency or police organization has to believe that a child under 18 has been abducted. So that forms part of that check and balances, right? Is it a disgruntled uh, partner, um, ill-intended um, to do this? So that forms part of that investigation um, and part of that guideline that we must meet uh, to be able to determine that an Amber Alert um, criteria has has been met. Um, and then the second uh, step was to believe that the child is in danger. So that is all part of that check and balances. Sergeant Carol Dion is the Provincial Media Relations Coordinator with the Ontario Provincial Police. Sergeant, I really appreciate you coming on and answering some of these questions. You're welcome.